Hello, Kieran here. This episode has been remastered from its source recording as the original finished version is unavailable. As it's been re-edited from scratch, it might be a little different to the first release. If you have the original version, please get in touch at HYSpodcast on Twitter or HYSpodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy! In this economic climate, a pound doesn't go a long way, but a pound and a penny can get you almost three hours of entertainment or just utter shite on DVD. Join us as we dissect Transmorphers and the ultimate weapon starring Hulk Hogan on episode 62 of Have You Seen? Yes, welcome internet friends to the latest Have You Seen? where uh, we talk about some utter, utter bollocks. I could, <laughs> I could try and keep up the suspense, uh, but let's face it, we're reviewing two not very good films this week. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's what we decided would be our pound shop challenge. Really. Yes. Um, which I slightly failed at, but within... Yeah, you did all right. Yeah, you did all right. Within the spirit of the, the, the rules, I think. Uh, that's the voice of Tom the Ultimate Weapon Web. <laughs> Hello. And that would make me, Kieran, Transmorphous Lafort, <laughs> two awful movies <laughs> that uh, combined cost us one pound and one penny. Yeah. Uh, plus postage and yeah. a little bit of shoe leather for me. Yeah. Uh, and three hours of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, should we explain the pound shop challenge again? The one pound challenge again? Yeah, we might as well recap it. Okay. okay. Essentially, I live in a town with an abundance of pound shops. We should tell you everything you need <laughs> to know about the town I live in. Um, and I thought it'd be fun if we each went into a pound shop and bought a DVD and pitched them sight unseen to the other yeah. and then watched both. Uh, so I went along, spent a pound, bought a copy of Asylum Pictures classic uh mockbuster transmorphers yeah for tom tom is too posh to live near a pound <laughs> shop as we've established uh and uh went to amazon for uh, to get his yeah. wares yeah i decided that i would have a budget of a pound uh for amazon and then up to two pounds for post and packaging i thought uh seemed reasonable given that you know if i'd gone to a shop i would have had to either pay for petrol or parking or a bus or what have you um and then i managed to buy my my uh, my DVD for one pound twenty seven, uh, one pound twenty six of which was postage, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it was one of those things. Knowing that Kieran is a fan of pro wrestling and just seeing the name Hulk Hogan was just like that's it, that's the one. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we both ended up watching these back to back, didn't yeah. we? Separately. Yeah. And we both seem to have gone Transmor- Transmorphers first, Ultimate uh, Weapon second. Yeah. So should we tackle them in that order? I think I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. I I ended up doing a double bill because I'm I kind of because we just had a, a in the UK we had a bank holiday weekend, so mm. we had a three day weekend, um, and I kind of got a bit confused as to when we were recording, and then realised <laughs> that I was suddenly had run out of time to watch them mm. one day after the other. So mm. I ended up doing a double bill. Oh, I did a double bill because I had to rush off to Belgium and work That's on right, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sunday night I had uh, subjected myself yeah. to uh, Transmorphers and the Ultimate Weapon. Yeah. And then we should say this scheduling has also affected our pitches, but we'll get to that yeah. at the end of the show. Um, I don't have any kind of uh, synopsis for Transmorphers. Oh, maybe I do. Hold on. If I scroll back through... Well, because I, I assumed Transmorphers, they're obviously you know released in 2007... They're just making a ripoff of Transformers. But mm. it wasn't that at all, which I was quite surprised at, actually. Yeah. I um, don't even have the uh, synopsis we read out last week because you read it off the back of the DVD. Oh, crap. And I haven't brought it with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So I, I figured it was going to be just a uh, like a cheesy ripoff of Transformers, really, like in terms of plot and everything like that. Yeah. There are similarities. In that there are... Robots come to Earth. Large and, alien robots from space. Yeah. And that's that's about it, really. Um, as far as I can make out, the plot is uh, alien robots come to Earth. They pretty much take over. Their natural toxicity changes the atmosphere so that it's not really that suitable for humans. Um, blocks out the sun sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they kind of go underground and then a small band of them try and fight back. That seemed to be the plot, if there was one. Yes. Um, I think that's probably about right. Yeah, well, it's, that's the movie I think they thought they were going to make. It's the, that plot is not communicated very well. No. We should say that. Yeah. Um, most, uh, most, all of my notes are just bashing this thing. Yeah, from beginning me, me to too. End. Me too. From- Although I will say, opening shots. My first note is 
that CGI is actually quite reasonable given that the budget was so low. And then the robot turned up, and I was like, oh, well, no, actually, no. Well, I, I know I put uh, the visual effects are bad but not offensive to start with, and yeah. then the transforming robot appears. Exactly, yeah. The first one, you think, actually, that looks quite glossy. That's not right. too bad. Yeah. You know, those things fine. You know, it's not amazing, no. but it's certainly not birdemic. No, it'll do as a low-budget establishing exactly. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they try and make a robot transform. transform. Yeah, oh, dear. And it all that goes horribly just, wrong yeah. from there. Yeah, I think my kind of overriding thought of that was, was thinking back to late mid to late 90s maybe even slightly early 2000s sort of pc games where they were really pushing the boundaries with graphics yeah and it was that kind of level it is a little bit yeah you know yeah oh look cd roms have been invented yeah yeah, yeah. and uh i thought the one thing it really is probably sound a bit geeky the one thing it really really highlighted to me about special effects mm. was how important really good textures are yep because I mean, these things are kind of just like block coloured, really. Yep. You know, there's no lighting on them. There's no there's, there's no, no textures. There's no, no lighting. There's no motion blur. There's no weight to them. No, there's, there's nothing. Some things are tried to look maybe slightly metallic, but yeah. it's a bit ropey. Uh, and By it, metallic, you mean grey? Well, ex- well, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's you know, yeah. So uh, it's one of those things until you can really kind of see. I mean, and it also just shows you. I know they're much maligned the Transformers movies, but the special effects are absolutely stunning. Isn't yes, it? that's true. And, but, but that's, that's because that's ILM cost, exactly cost a hundred times more. So. Yes, oh, more than a hundred. Is it really? Or is it? A I don't know. Well, this was made for a quarter of a million. Yeah, and Transformers was two hundred million. Oh, so, so you're that, probably about right. Yeah, about a hundred times more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, where do we start? Well, we started with the bad effects, the Transformers rip-off font at the beginning. Yeah. And then a bunch of characters appear. Underground. Yeah. In small rooms. Yeah. Apparently the sets of Firefly and Serenity repurposed. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Um I don't have anybody's names. No, I don't I do I have own. I have kind of like visual descriptions. I have Doctor Hairband Woman. Doctor Hair Oh no, hang on, she's the general. No. There was a Doctor Hairband Woman. She right. was referred to as a doctor. She had a hairband, she was a woman, she mumbled her orders and she had gigantic earrings for some reason. Right. They also have a lot of makeup in this underground resistance. Group. Yes. All the women yeah. have caked it on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the I think, I think they've done their own because all the budget clearly went on the ADR and the rain machine for every outside shot. Yeah, yeah, it and, is and so effects. badly post-recorded. Yeah, the, some of the sound in this to the point where you have characters who are shouting in the footage but talking <laughs> yeah. in the soundtrack. The acting in this is just, just amazingly bad. I wrote Oscars all around. Yeah, there are there are only two guys. That I think, you know what, with a decent script, a decent director, you you might you might be all right. You could you know you'd be all right. But everybody else is awful. I also wrote I've seen better acting in porn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's so bad, so bad. Yeah, I, I it got to the point where I started, I was looking on the the uh, IMDb pages for mm. some of the women just to see I was if like, they've done have porn. they done porn or have they done you know and I think a couple of on that borderline Channel Five erotica they they've done soft not hard yeah exactly yeah, yeah there's a few uh, but they seem to come from a, like you know all of their stuff is this ilk yeah. and and this yeah. level the one in particular who got me was the red haired woman the condescending red haired woman who has one note to her performance and it's being a bitch constantly oh is she is she the one with the pin back hair the general no not the, stop talking about the general she's got lots of red curly hair i can't remember. and she's always <laughs> talking like this to people throughout the entire uh, film yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty much all of the characters blend into one, apart from the main guy. The northern guy? Right. Why is the hero... Okay. he's not northern. What? No. He's got an... No, he's not. A... He's born in London, lived in Amsterdam, went to LA, and came back to the UK, but I don't... He's he's, he's not northern. Because I thought... Oh, Warren? I the thought, hero called Warren? Yeah, I thought he was from, like, Sheffield, because he yeah. sounded a bit like Sean Bean, but yeah. he's not. But, so he's just putting on a Sean Bean accent for the hell of it? Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There was another random English dude as well showed up. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. Yeah. Uh, um, th- it was there was so there was th- there were two guys that were okay that were right at the beginning. Okay, and one I thought was going to be the lead, and he wasn't. Right, um, but he seemed to be one of the good guys, and then the other one was one of the leaders of the teams that go out at the beginning into the rain. Is that grimacing Dan Aykroyd? 
Possibly, yes. The one who's the one who shouts in the footage but speaks in yeah, the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I called him Grimacing Dan right. Aykroyd because that's what he looked like to yeah. me. They were great names. There was Dr. Buster Bluth. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, looks, he looks a lot like Tony Hale playing yeah, the scientist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, we're all over the place here. We are a bit, um, yeah. We could try and go chronologically, but... It's just things like, oh, Jesus Christ, these may be some of the worst effects I've ever seen. Why does yeah. the big metal door not make any sound when it closes? Yeah. One of my favourite uh, pronunciations in a sci-fi movie was technology. Technology? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. um, so many leather jackets, so much terrible dialogue. <laughs> oh, the, I've got the, the... One of the things about the dialogue that really got to me was the rhythm and the delivery, like the, just the rhythm of the conversations. You know, quite often in student films or low-budget films where you've got a conversation between two, maybe three people, mm. you've got two or three different cameras, mm. uh, a, like a real common student mistake, which I'm sure I'm guilty of as everybody else was, mm-hmm. uh, is you shoot everyone's dialogue on a separate camera and then every time they speak, you cut to them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've done that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and that then stilts the rhythm. Yeah. Rather than kind of overlapping it a bit yeah, here yeah, and there. Yeah. They could do that in a wide shot when everyone was uh, in the same <laughs> yes. shot. And they would have that problem. And it was just like, there's no, you know, like someone would be butting in. Uh, but so, And someone knew they were butting in. So they would stop halfway through the work. Yes. Because they knew they were going to get, but there was that, that extra little bit of pause between yeah. the person started talking. Yeah, and that happens more than once as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. I, it reminded me of um, one of my favourite films is Waiting for Guffman uh-huh. about the amateur dramatics. I haven't watched that for ages. That's put, a great film. Put, putting on their show, and there's a bit when they're performing uh, where it's particularly Fred Willard and Catherine O'Hara do this brilliant Amdram delivery. Mm. Where they have these weird cadences that mm. they put in, and it, it just reminded me of that. There were some that were just really good. They they they'd kind of go, and this is how I'm going to say this sentence, and it was for no reason. It would just ramp away yeah, yeah. somewhere off. Really yeah, weird. I actually found one scene of entertainment in this film. Right, the hit me lineup. I got where um, where not not Northern Warren. Yeah. Um, goes down the lineup of new recruits. And right. his test of them is to get them to hit him. Right. And if they hesitate, he'll belt them. Yeah. If yeah. they miss him, he'll drop them with a judo throw or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in the end, he was kind of like, to, they all pile on and yeah. like have a go. Yeah. And one of them manages, one of the women manages to hit him. That's right. But the very end of that, well, no, actually, the, the, um, the first one who, who hesitates and, Warren just drops him. That made me laugh out loud right. because th- th- actually that timing is perfect. Right. And then at the end, it finishes with the guy who looks a little bit like low-budget Greg Grunberg yeah. who for no reason just goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, that was the other thing. Some of the fight fighting in this is oh just, god, the wow. women's bunkhouse fight. Oh god, don't Where get there started. Are, Jesus Christ. Uh, the I, I just wrote right. Okay, where do I start? Um, Step away from her face, Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I, okay, I will read my notes. It just says, holy shit, that woman's bunk room fight. There are even flash frames in the editing. Yeah. And I it pre- contains the softest slap of all time. <laughs> yeah. And then they fight again. Well, because there's, there's that kind of that scene you were talking about, that kind of scuffly scene earlier, and that fighting is awful. And I thought nothing could be as bad as that. Mm. And then you get to I, the women's bunkhouse bit. You know how like, we said oh, the geez. Punisher, they didn't really choreograph it and kind yeah, of yeah. Like half made it up as they went along. But it I works. think they did the same here. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's see if we can try and keep on track. Well, yeah, I've got to rewind a bit. Yeah. After a little while, I felt like I was watching Primeval or Doctor Who. Oh, this isn't even that good. I, I That's what it felt like. It was just awful. I've just got things like, who are all these people? They keep introducing character after character, and I've no idea who anybody is. No, exactly, yeah. It just keeps coming and coming. coming. I've decided I want the noise the doors make when they open and close as my text tone. <laughs> I like the fact they don't open and close properly. Yeah. Because there's blatantly two, blo- two yeah. blokes pushing them and they yeah. can't get the movement right. Yeah. Um, there's some random woman in silver who hangs around in the background of one of the scenes. Yeah. And then I think it's explained later on who she is. Yeah. And one of my favourites is that they also, uh, the main guy we were talking about is actually, uh, well, he's not a convict, is he? 
I don't really understand. I never really understood. The, the backstory he, is he's a ba- he he's now, kind of been a bad guy, but not really. He and he was frozen like demolition for man. some reason. Yes, and was fro- he's been frozen for five years, yeah. and so has um, not quite Greg Gunberg. Yeah, and now they've unfrozen him because he's the he's immune to the robots brain scanning. That's right. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, the phrase transmorpher is never used. No. No. Uh, yeah, he's immune to the robots' brain scanning, and you find out why in a massive twist later on. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why they think he's the guy who can de- defeat these robots, yeah. or at least defeat enough of the robots they need to to get one of their power cells to power something that yeah. does a thing. What, what, yeah, one of the things that I really thought was just weird was the fact that they, they unfreeze him, mm. and the next thing you see is him being checked over by a doctor who's waving something around his head. Mm. And if you look closely, what he's waving around his head appears to be a lighter mm. that's just been sprayed silver. <laughs> like, you know those disposable like pound lighters yeah, that are like brightly coloured well, it's things. like how the Pico and meter and, he's, and, he, and he, I just thought why is he waving a light is he thawing him out by hand <laughs> <laughs> it's like how in Ghostbusters the PK meter is just is a shoe shiner that's been repurposed right yeah. uh, and apparently it shows up as lots of gadgets in lots of different <laughs> movies and TV shows yeah um I don't have I don't really have any story notes or anything because I couldn't follow the story. No, I couldn't either. Um, yeah, I really don't understand what's happening and why it's so boring. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Every everything is a dialogue scene mm. in a different room. Yeah, a different, very small, badly decorated room. room. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like so. the um, like the restaurant and the uh, and the casino for the furniture. Yeah. It's one small black or white walled room. Yeah, and I was just thinking, okay. It's a sci-fi action movie. You could ha- you could co- you could easily conceive of action sequences where you don't need the CGI, mm-hmm. where you might see a bit of a robot that could be a practical. They do have a practical robot. They, they do have a practical robot. But, but so you know th- you could easily fake you know a, a bit of stuff in foreground, people running. You know you could easily do it, and they don't. They just kind of talk about things over yeah. and over and over again, and. Because there's so much dialogue to get it up to 90 minutes or whatever mm. it is, or 80 minutes, they have to ram all of these plots in that don't make any sense. And then you just end up thinking, I don't really know what's going on. There's something to do with a lesbian married couple. And one of them used oh, that, to that's be... That's because the, gen- it, it, the general was supposed to be a bloke and then they just there was just a woman that played it and they changed did you watch this with director's commentary or something no no I think think on IMDb there are four facts about this movie and that was one of them oh okay so Uh, they just kept them as lesbians leading to the tamest lesbian kiss in all of cinema yeah so that was it that was it they were just like oh you can be the you can be the general sort of thing yeah Um, okay how come building androids comes so easily to Dr. Buster Bluth I don't yeah exactly perfect human human looking androids yeah Two of them, as we discover, yes, in in this film, one yeah. one a seemingly mute woman, and yeah. one who, spoiler alert, turns out to be hero, not Northern Warren. Yeah, maybe Which that's why just... he's got the funny accent. Maybe the speech chip isn't quite maybe, right. Maybe, yeah. I, oh, I was just so bad. I was, I actually wrote a list of movies um, that this is better than. No, it's a very long list, no, my friend. No, no, I wrote a list of movies that that kind of had. Th- where they'd obviously just stolen stuff from. Okay. So I've got, you know, obviously, obviously Daryl Transformers. <laughs> well, yeah, Dar- uh, Demolition Man, Alien, Tron, mm. uh, iRobot, Flash Gordon, and they've just taken tiny little bits of all of those films and tiny mm. little things and just, just shoehorned them in wherever they can. Yeah, they take down one of the robots pretty easily. Yeah, or several of the robots pretty easily. They've got these big weapons that shoot terrible, terrible special effects. Yeah, well, at uh, terrible CG robots. They have the, like, they have the guns. They yeah. have the little guns as well. And they, they, they shoot all things. have the same muzzle flash, so yeah. they must all be firing exactly the same thing, yeah. no matter what the size and caliber of the weapon. The thing that seems to do the most damage are the frisbees. Yes. Which are just fly, like they are just frisbees, blowing flying frisbee grenades, and, and there's and they literally just, they just chuck chuck one, it blows up, and it takes out like six of them in one go. It's like why don't you just use those? Well, it's hard to tell if they're being taken out because some of the some of the robot one of the robots just freezes in midair after it's been shot. <laughs> That's probably a rendering issue. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> Who signed off these effects? It's like watching a previs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's terrible. And also, right there's a there's a bit where I, actually I've just figured out how it makes sense. 
wow, I didn't think the film would be this subtle. Shit. <laughs> There's a bit where Warren gets attacked by one of the robots and yeah. it's pinning him down and trying to cut his head off with a circular saw. Yeah. And he kicks it away. And yeah. I wrote, how the hell can a normal-sized man kick a robot? Right, right, and then fine. you find like out that, that he is a yeah. robot. Um, yeah. Wow, I did not expect this film to have that much of a subtle foreshadowing. No, it. no. Uh, we must have got to a battle scene at one point because one of my notes is just, attack the robots. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Because that is pretty much no, always the gunfight. I want made. that as my text tone now. <laughs> Everything about us is lame. Everything about yeah. us is lame. Um, there's there's a bit where a gigantic tank mech creeps up on people. Yes. It's just suddenly there behind them. Yeah. And this 60-foot thing that... It's, I just, it's just beyond belief. It really is. The, I, the thing that I was just thinking it all the time was they had 250,000 to make this movie mm. and they could have made it with maybe five or six special effects shots mm-hmm. and just used implied and practical shots for everything else and like and, and just saved all of the money like if they took all of the budget they'd used for the special effects and just spent it on six shots at the end to reveal like one mm. gigantic mm-hmm. transforming robot, yes. that would have been that probably would have worked, and they could have just you know used the rest of the time to to create action sequences and you know do better dialogue scenes. Yes, if you've got a man who can make perfect human-looking androids, you've got your transmorphers right there. Yeah, they're just humans, the human-looking things that happen to be robots on the inside. You need so some why bad do they need to wake up the not northern guy? Couldn't he have just made more? What? Not quite Greg Grimberg? Oh, oh wait, oh I see what you mean. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How long they, it takes. they they woke him up because they knew he was the key. Yeah, but they didn't need to. They could have just made another one. Well, I guess so. They seem to have had a lot of time. So well, exactly. They've been buried yeah, for three five years. years. Yeah. Well, and then five years. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh boy, where do we go? Well, my scene, the scene where he's revealed to be a robot, is all my my note is just. Uh, <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. You're, you're, I made you too human. Yeah, you're, uh, and then then not northern guy goes. I think I've always known. They're like, well, no, because you didn't know five seconds ago, and somebody it... had to tell you. Yeah, right. Have you never needed a shit? <laughs> Have you never needed to shave? Have you ever had your hair cut? Have you ever had an eye test? Who taught you to read? Do you have any memories of your childhood? <laughs> Who was your mum? All of these questions. That's brilliant. Instead yeah. of hit me, it should be who's your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, uh, I don't, I don't know what to say. There's a lot of split screen in this, which they're only using because uh, the hot show on TV at the time was Battlestar Galactica, and that used split screen. Oh, I, I never watched that. They also rip a line off from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, All right? Where someone is told to make it so. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm losing the will to live. I know. It's we always theorised the machines were created by an alien race, but. They are the alien race. Yeah. Wow. Again, that's Transformers. That's stupid. Yeah. The <laughs> dialogue, dialogue. Ladies, suit up. It's going down. <laughs> For the all-female fighter pilot team. Yeah. The uh, the final sequences. There's loads of gunfire and yep. dialogue happening at the same time. Yeah. Not that you'd know it because you can't hear the dialogue because the sound of the effects is way too high. Oh yeah. And, and he says, "You like I." I'm sure they're telling me something I should know, mm. but I honestly cannot hear it. And I, it was just. Well, I do. I managed to pick some things out of the final battle. Right. Um, well, firstly, does the hero lose a shit ton of weight for the last 25 minutes? Because <laughs> I'm sure notice. he gets noticeably thinner in the last couple right. of reels. Um, they're all in the same rainstorm, but some people are soaking wet and some are bone dry. Oh, the, particular general, particularly general eyeliner. They, they, there's a technique I noticed they used quite a lot. Is fake CG rain? No, not at all. They do. Well, they do, but no, not that. There, there are there. There's another. There's a practical technique that they use, where they basically soak the person and get them looking wet and mm. having like water on them, and then between them and the camera, there's a, a, like a, a single strip yeah, yeah, yeah. of hose that yeah. is is raining between yeah. the camera and them, mm. and they're just behind the rain. Yes, and they do that for most of the rain scenes. Yeah, 
But there are some people who get completely like soaked through. A yeah. general eyeliner stays bone dry yeah. for the whole thing. Um, oh, God. Oh, dialogue. Yeah. Mm. Turn the big guns to the sky now. <laughs> I've got a bogey on my ass. That cracked me up. <laughs> um, why do the pilots need to wear goggles in their cockpits? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Everyone wears goggles. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've also written everything about this film is so dick-suckingly terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, it was so bad. I, I mean, by the time I got there, I was losing the will to even engage with it. It was so awful. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be bad. But I kind of thought it would have a sense of fun about it. Oh, there's no fun. And it didn't. There's no fun. I th- if you, I thought, Mega, the only other assignment film I've seen is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yeah. Which is terrible, but kind of fun. Yeah, this is just terrible. I, I, I mean, it's not even campy in any no, way. No, this is the thing. I know. I think Asylum have cornered that market. Of they know they're making bad movies. Yeah. I'm not sure they'd realise that when they made this. Hmm. Maybe. Because that's what I, I kind of thought they'll be having fun with it. And it'll be a bit tongue in cheek and a bit nod to the camera every now and then. And, and it wasn't like that at all. It felt like, oh, these people might be taking this like they meant to, a bit birdemic, really. Yeah. They thought they were doing it really well. Mm. Um, uh, well, we're into the final, yeah, the climactic battle where they go into the tower. They get into yes. the tower with the power cell thing. Yeah. The uh, only thing I could think of mm. whilst this was happening mm. was. The Aztec level of Goldeneye on the N64. Okay. Where you've got to go through tunnels and there are drone guns. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those levels where when you did it for the first time, you'd walk through a door and just die because you mm-hmm. got a shot and you had to figure out where to stand to take out the drone guns. And it, it, it's just that. <laughs> it's just drone guns and, and corridors. Well, I wrote, I fucking knew the tower would be a giant transmor- transmorpher. Yeah. You can tell it, that from the yeah. bad wide shots of it. And then... Um, uh, robot boy who I, I end up calling him robot boy first he oh. kisses another woman's wife yes oh but that's because that was his girlfriend beforehand before, before she decided she, she actually yeah. quite liked chicks and married general eyeliner yeah who wasn't supposed to be a chick in the first place yeah, yeah. Um, and then he has to go and climb in a cupboard of some kind because he's got the power cell thing inside him that's going to bring that's down right. the tower yeah. yeah he goes and climbs in the cupboard and I've written robot boy is having some kind of power shit at the same <laughs> time general eyeliner has an orgasm in the rain and some robots fall over badly yeah that's the end that, yeah. she it pulls is. the weirdest face I and know. he looks like he's trying to crap out a cannonball <laughs> and then somehow he survives yeah. um and i have two final notes um there's a bit the, the the sky magically clears up the robots all die everybody's won um i thought it was going to be like the bit in toy story 2 where uh buzz lightyear manages to reflect the laser beam in the crystal and yes. destroy yeah, a whole yeah, load yeah. of robots yeah. it was like that but really really bad um and then there's i think it's supposed to be a fly past with fireworks to celebrate oh yeah i, I was and waiting for three, the shots of indoors coming and at that point it's a terrible photograph drawing yes, that, of a plane yeah, yeah. flies over yeah. and three badly pixelated green puffs of something come out the back of it and yeah. that's their firework display yeah. I, it's, it's I mean you look at this and you think 250 grand low budget sci-fi movie and then you look at Cube and you think micro budget sci-fi yeah. it might not even have been 250 grand I think it was less than that mm. sci-fi movie mm. and you know Cube's by no means perfect, and the script and the acting in that aren't aren't mm. like phenomenal. But it just shows you what you can do. I want to knock on Asylum's door and say, "Give me two hundred and fifty grand, yeah, and I promise you, I promise you, I will make a better film than this." Yeah. My final note is, "What a rotten turd of a movie." <laughs> That's. I think we have to end there with that. That's the perfect ending to yeah. that that segment. I um, I honestly didn't think anybody else will have seen this. No. However, on Facebook, Trevor Flattery, who seems to have seen every film in the world, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. submitted a review of Transmorphers. Transmorphers is a tough film to comment on. Asylum films in general are always guaranteed, guaranteed to be god-awful, but this sits rightfully atop their pile of their... Let's do that again. Asylum films in general are always guaranteed to be god-awful, but this sits rightfully atop their cinematic shit heap. Acting that makes pornography look award-worthy by comparison. Effects that make sci-fi channel movies look like something from the Weta Workshop. A story that just plain isn't there. All the ingredients for a tall, gla- tall glass of poop juice. 
Uh, it's not so bad it's good. It's so bad it makes you wonder how the fuck anyone ever thought it was worth what little time and effort was actually put into it. <laughs> I think that's right. You kind of hope that some movies, even though they're going to be bad, are going to be bad but good. Mm. Um, you know, Punish is a bit like the longer and Punish is a bit like that. It, it's, it's not a great movie, but it's all it's fun. Mm. Yeah. You know, even when it's not great, it's fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, that's what I was hoping this would be, and it really wasn't. No, there's no all. fun at all. No. Um, I finished watching this film, and I <laughs> automatically felt bad for having inflicted it on <laughs> Right. And then I thought, this is, uh, there's nothing that could make up for this. There's nothing that could redress the balance. Yeah. And then I put in the DVD of The Ultimate <laughs> Weapon, <laughs> and your revenge was had justly. <laughs> Um, do you have any? Can you explain? Do you want to explain the ultimate weapon a little bit? Uh, it stars Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So basically, Hulk Hogan is a mercenary who wants to get out of being mercenary, not being a mercenary anymore. Um, a guy he used to be a mercenary with is died fairly recently. Um, he's kind of roped into one last job, and his former mate's son is his teammate. Is his teammate, but yeah. he has to prove himself. Um, there's something to do with the IRA yeah, so the main and, villain and, appears well, to actually be a South African with a bad ponytail yes. so basically they do this job which I can't remember exactly what it was oh was it like freeing somebody or I don't know they, it's in a quarry yeah. and they do something they take out some bad guys uh, and then I think that yeah I think they're freeing somebody aren't they and then it turns out that maybe the people that they're work, the people they've done the work for might not be that Nice. Nice. Mm. They might not be good guys. And it turns out they're bad guys who are, well, kind of IRA, I think. Mm -hmm. That's what it says on the DVD case, although I don't think it's explicitly said in the film. Mm. There Um, there are references to our Irish brothers. Yeah, there are, yeah. I don't Um, know how the South African and the Irish are brothers. No. uh, Then um, Hulk Hogan decides that he's going to uh, stop being a mercenary reconnect with his daughter who happens to be a stripper now uh, and then she gets embroiled with the bad guys uh, the main boss bad guy has a microchip actually a USB stick oh yeah that's it no it looks it's, like a microchip but it's, it's actually called, a USB stick it's called stick, a microchip yeah. on the DVD case but it's actually yeah. a USB stick and they call it a thumb drive in the, in the they film they do yeah, yeah it's a USB stick and um, uh, uh, which she then steals, and then they try and hunt her down, and then it's a bit of a showdown at the end. And Hulk fights back. Hulk fights back. Yeah, that that's that's the plot, I think. Okay. Well, now we've dispensed with the plot and the story. We yeah. can carry on with ripping this to shreds. Yeah. This is from the year 1998, when mm. Hulk Hogan could still run. Well, no. More so than he can today. Well, yeah. But having said that, I think before we say this film stars Hulk Hogan. Mm. That's not strictly true. I think we should say it stars uh, a guy called Craig Sugar, who was his stunt double. Okay. <laughs> who is in probably more of this film than Hulk Hogan is. I did notice that Hulk's stunt double was clearly um, less muscular. Or, well, less muscular is not right. He's slightly thinner and better defined than Hulk. Yeah. And his hair moves. Yes. Hulk's, I've written, uh, Hulk's wig is a belter. Looks like it's made from skin teddy bears. Yeah, he does, yeah. It's horrible. It doesn't move at all. Nobody has ever, ever had a hairstyle like that in the history of the world. Nobody's had a hairstyle like the one Hogan has in this film. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's I try found and... something I liked. Okay, go on. The title treatment is pretty cool and cheesy. Yeah, yeah. In that yeah, straight-to-video yeah. action way. Yeah. And the screaming child in slow motion at the beginning, because it's like, you see, it's it starts with like Hulk's nightmare. Yeah. It? He's running through the forest cradling a girl while being shot at. Yeah. And then get shot in the leg. Is it a nightmare? Or is it is it a nightmare. It is a nightmare, not yeah. an actual occurrence. Yeah. Right, okay. uh, that's, what, that's what I took it to be. Right, anyway. Okay, fine. Because uh, there's a bit in that where he gets shot in the leg and he does the most amazing, ah, I've been shot in the leg face as he falls out of screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. It, he's a wrestler. He's used to selling, you know, killer moves. <laughs> yeah. It, it, for me, it was a comparable expression to Dolph Lundgren standing on a pool table machine gunning people. <laughs> yeah, that's probably about right. Uh, yeah. And it is, uh, f- within five minutes, they've got all of the cliches about mercenaries and things yep. like that. Um, there's one of the bits, at, uh, some of the bits at the beginning I really like it, just um, Hulk Hogan is uh, getting ready to uh, 
do his next gig for his mercenary buddy and he hands him an envelope that says to be opened upon death yep that's what I, I wrote that too and then he has a conversation about who's going to be going with him and he's like is it is it Axeman or Crazy Horse yeah <laughs> and he's like Cobra Cobra's dead yeah not quite yeah <laughs> it's like what Cobra not quite Cobra who is the son of the original Cobra, Cobra yeah so um, Cobra 2 yeah looks like the long lost Raimi brother yeah well, he looks an awful lot like Ted Raimi uh, he looks like someone and I I, I I've got some weird memory of a either a crap 80s TV show or film or something. And I went through this guy's IMDb page and he wasn't in any of them, but he looked exactly like whoever this guy I'm thinking of is. And okay. he was just, he's kind of like, he's kind of like if a young puppy wanted to be a mercenary. Because <laughs> he's so like, yeah, come on, <laughs> all the time. It's yeah, just Mercenaries weird. aren't happy. No. I don't think. There was a fabulous line of dialogue that I liked, or, or like exchange. I think my dad would want us to hook up and raise some hell, to which Hulk replies, and I think he'd want you to go home and raise babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the the bad guy we were talking about, the, the ponytail, is a guy called Michael D'Amico. If you go to a lookalikes convention, maybe. Mm. Yeah. He would be the South African Steven Seagal. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I think out. he's South African. That's I, what he sounds no, like. I think he's he, putting something on. I think he's French-Canadian because oh, okay. it was shot in Canada. Oh, there's, yeah. So oh, I think the that's Canadian most accents likely. were so obvious in this. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's out in a boat somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of pipped him as, I tried to look. I couldn't see where he was born, but I, th- I think he might have been French-Canadian because, uh, you know, it certainly wasn't Irish, mm. which is what I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah, well, that's what I put it. Um, <laughs> Colonel Platt's acting wouldn't be out. I uh, called him Colonel Platt because right. of his hairstyle. Right, um, right. <laughs> uh, wouldn't wouldn't be out of place in Transmorphers. Is he supposed to be Irish? Yeah. Um. Some pretty impressive explosions. That's what I put. Is that this is the scene where they where they've rescued the dude and they they Hulk starts to suspect about Colonel Colonel yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Hulk takes it upon himself to just start shooting at them. Yeah, and he's blowing the up whole the place blows up. Yeah. yeah, the whole place blows up. And I wrote terrible editing, a terrible editing, amazing explosion. They are really it's good. A they hell must of a have... blast. And it's obviously not a miniature. No, they, no, they're they've... blowing up like real. Yeah, log whatever they've done, they packed it with fuel. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it's like it's bright orange explosion. Yeah, so yeah. it's obviously got a lot of like petrol in there or something yeah. to make it go up. Like and that. how did Hulk know he wouldn't kill the blue beret dudes? Because I'm sure he's not the type of guy to just open fire on people well it didn't matter because they were the bad guys because they were supposed to that's it they, he, he only was, suspects them of being bad guys that, that, yeah but they were supposed to be un to fuck them they? over a bit yeah, yeah they're supposed to be un so i think yeah. by this point he's made his judgment that they're bad guys mm. um my next quote was uh my next note was i was doing some research this mm. movie it's got four likes on facebook <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> hulk cobra I can't remember what the girl's name was. The old general with the tash. Yeah. Who else could possibly have liked? Ed Leslie, who turns up in a cameo later on. Right. Um, we end up... Okay, then we see the major bad guy, who's the fella pulling the strings in the big house. Yes. Is this um, before Hulk goes home? Hulk goes... Well, Hulk went home earlier, where we meet his wife, who seems to... Has the funniest accent. She's, She's not his wife. Oh because, no no no! Sorry, because that I, comes I, later, doesn't it? No, no, he's he wants he, his girlfriend. Wants, yeah, she wants him to marry her. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I just automatically called her Mrs. Hulk, which is why I said wife. Right. Um, she's got the most hilarious accent. She's some kind of European immigrant to Canada. Yeah, um, it's quite hilarious. Because there, there's the, there's a scene where Hulk he's done his he's done the the, the fake UN possibly Irish people explosion mission and he comes back mm. and he's just saying oh i hate doing that so anyway do you want to get married yeah <laughs> and it's just like that's how he proposes yeah, that's how he proposes it was mm. brilliant he's a romantic man yeah. mr hogan um so yeah we see the uh the the main bad guy who's invited lots of dignitaries to a party for some reason yeah uh and we're introduced to senator wainwright in one shot for no reason and right. his wife yeah who appears to just be a man in a dress <laughs> I don't think they had enough women to round out the cast. Right. Couldn't get enough extras, so they just put a dude in a dress. Um, Cobra, okay, Cobra and Hulk go back to General Moustache yeah. to collect their money. Yeah. Cobra counts his cash out of the envelope. Yeah. They appear to all be black and white photocopies of banknotes. <laughs> right. Obviously. Um, and then oh, my notes are a bit all over the place. Mm. Because this film's a bit all over the place. The only note I've got here, and I can't remember what it's in reference to at all, right. is nearly stabbed an old lady with secateurs. Do you remember that scene? What? 
I don't know. The no. Hell? I don't remember what that's from. No. There's a... Oh, yes, I do. No, that can't be that far already. Is that the drive-by? I haven't, I haven't got anywhere near that oh, yet. No, 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 that's way down. So yeah. I don't know what that bit is. Someone, well, maybe you've got more into this film than I thought. Maybe, I don't know. I can't remember. I, honestly, I cannot remember what that note is referring to. There's talk of revenge, and I can't remember whose revenge it is, whether they think it's going to be the... Um, oh, no, it's the bad guys revenging Hulk, isn't it? Colonel, Colonel Seagal. Yeah. Um, they call his revenge a get-back. Can you not think of a better name than that? It's known in the yeah, it's known in the industry as a get back or a line to that effect. It's yeah, like Baxies. Oh Jesus wept. Yeah. So, so that's why they, they want to get back by taking his daughter. Yes. Right. Okay. Thirty three minutes, forty one seconds. Boobies <laughs> We're into the strip club scene. For my note is I think Hulk Hulk Hogan has the biggest hits in the strip club. <laughs> he might well have. <laughs> yeah. um, the pole dancing scene is one of the least erotic things ever put on film and directed by an 80s music video director to boot by the look of it. <laughs> yeah. Is that... That's when his his daughter does the pole dance. Yes. Where she seems to do a move where she grabs the pole and tries to headbutt it. <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's very weird. Um I really wish I kept note of what lines came up in what scenes because I've got an I've got a line here which I think must be is that was that in the strip club because I've got notes about the strip club either side of it so it well must there have are been. two strip club scenes oh right okay so in between that because there's the Hulk sees his daughter dancing and confo- confronts her in the dressing that's room that's right yeah, yeah. Uh, where where um, Hulk daughter is told by her friend that she can make more, make a load of money just like hostessing at a party, yeah, big parties, yeah, yeah. where it's implied that she might have to shag people. Yeah, yeah. But they try and keep that information from her yes. in a very weird kind of <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, it's very odd, yeah. Um, no, I've just got one quote that I thought was quite funny, which was, uh, I wouldn't go out there without a mouthful of Hail Marys and a Kevlar vest. <laughs> yes. I can't remember which scene it's from, but it's just amusing. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the strip club scenes. Right, yeah. Um, uh, the line I like from one of the strip club scenes is, travel, asshole, before I buy you a one-way ticket and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Amazing. The strip club fight scene. Let's talk about this. Because we talked about the bad fighting in Transmorphers. Yes. Um, Hang on. Isn't that later on? Well, I've got... I've gone... I, I don't know. I seem to have missed out the entire part between the two strip club fights. Because the only notes I've got between the two club scenes are I've got a flash for you I'm pretty sure you mean news flash right uh, and so many Canadian accents because this is supposed this oh, is set okay. somewhere near Virginia yeah, no 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 I do have sorry I've got the no I have got notes on the bar fight the one thing I will say before this should that, tell everybody just how disjointed and terrible yeah, this oh, film is yeah it's really difficult to follow um, <laughs> was there's a lot of high-waisted trousers with shirts tucked in Yes. Like everyone has really like yep. really high trousers, shirts tucked in, and it makes them look at least fifteen years older than they actually are. We'll get onto we'll get onto this later on. I have I've got some notes about this later. Yeah, on. I, and my next one is about the Simon Says bar fight because that's yes. how it starts. Isn't it, it does. Yes, um, a little bald martial artist comes out of nowhere. Yeah. and kicks the shit out of Hogan. Yeah, uh, Cobra beats up a bouncer who got his nose broken earlier. That guy is a man called Ed Leslie, who right. wrestling fans will know as Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Right. Now, who is Hulk Hogan's best friend. As soon as that guy turned up, I thought, he's got to be a wrestler. Yeah. There was, you just knew that he was a wrestler. It was just like, okay, he's got... I was going to ask who it was. No, he's Hogan's friend to the end, brother. Right. Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's notedly... He is one of the worst professional wrestlers ever to step into. <laughs> He's utterly <laughs> terrible. Uh, but anywhere Hogan goes, he goes. Uh, he might even be dead now. I can't remember. Right. Fair chance. I know he got locked up for... He was working as... He was working in a railway station. behind. Right. The, he was working as a ticket seller in a railway station and got arrested because he was snorting coke at his desk, like behind the counter <laughs> and selling people their tickets. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, allegedly, I can't remember if that's entirely true, but it's something like <laughs> that. Um, so, fight scene, little bald martial artist comes, yeah. who Hulk dispatches with a flying spinning kick yeah. somehow. Are we supposed to believe that Hulk Hogan pulled <laughs> yeah. off that move? I know. And then, if you notice... All of the tables in the strip club, yes. they're round circular tables yep. on, a, on a central yep. column. Yep. And they, they're just 
balanced. Everybody just gets thrown through one yeah. side of the table to make it break and flip well, up. Yeah, and, and quite often they don't break. They just topple off. So yeah. they're obviously not screwed down. Yeah. They're just very, very carefully balanced. Yeah. And you think... That surely you put one drink on one side and it's going to go. <laughs> Health and safety. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, next note. This is so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's right, that's the, it's, right. it's unbelievably stupid. Yeah. There's a very prescient line. Right. She's going to have to suffer a long time before the payoff if there is one. <laughs> is that Hogan talking about his daughter or the audience? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, uh, so hang on, let's try and figure out where we are in okay. the corner. Okay, so now this I know point, what my next note is, and I know what gets to that. Okay, so, so I reckon Hulk's we're, daughter is now kidnapped, right? Well, before she's kidnapped, she is convinced to go along and hostess at the party um, yes. hosted by Big Evil Pulling the Strings Man. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, she's so not she kidnapped. goes along there. Yeah. He tries to have it on with her yes she's um, not happy about it she's not happy about it as you wouldn't be in a very badly shot scene she knees him in the balls yeah uh, and steals his necklace yeah which, oh. is the, which is the USB <laughs> microchip stick thing yes and basically holds an e- a priceless egg hostage yes a Fabergé egg type thing yeah yeah because uh, my note is don't smash the priceless egg yes. which she doesn't do to be no, fair no she throws she it in water throws it in water um which was just like just bizarre because he's 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 banging on about how this USB stick is the most valuable thing by a hundred times or whatever. What isn't it, is. it in a fucking safe? Exactly, yeah. It's round, isn't it? And it's just trying to. What well, if it's that valuable? Then surely you you know you 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 would sacrifice some egg that okay, even if it's worth a million quid to get your to get USB your stick USB back. stick back. Yeah. So that he's obviously lying about its value. Yeah. Also, what happens, uh, we should mention, is that um, Colonel South African Seagull mm. goes, Seagal, goes back to, uh, not Jason Seagull, no. Stephen Seagal, um, goes back to Colonel uh, General Moustache. That's right, yep. Um, who sells out Hulk and Cobra on pain <laughs> of death. <laughs> yes. And then tries to double-cross them yeah. by sh- shooting at them with a 9mm he's got hidden in a cigar box. Yes. But get shotgunned in the chest. Yes. And left for dead. Yeah. Okay, we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. The USB stick uh-huh. is taken and goes to Hulk Ranch, where, where the Hulk family live. Um, No, it's not. Not it quite. Is. Not quite yet. Because M- Mrs. Hulk puts it in a computer. A very she does, old but before we get to that, yes. they go home to uh, whom I'm assuming is Hulk's ex-wife's mother's house, the grandmother, and that's where the girl is, and that's where they yes, find the, the girl. the old Irish woman, and, that's and there's where, the drive-by. That's where the drive-by happens, because right. during that drive-by... Good God. Is anybody still listening to this? <laughs> during that drive-by... Wave your hand if you're still awake. <laughs> they... Uh, they uh, they're standing in the garden and a car comes along and they start getting shot at and everyone dives for cover except for Cobra. Happy Cobra who, who just stands there like a Muppet and starts walking towards them blindly shooting with a like a pistol. Yeah. And it and it's just like you're if you're this like trained mercenary, surely you know This fucking guy's got no survival instinct. Yeah, exactly. Just hide yeah. and then pick your shot. Yeah. Don't stand in the open and think, not now, not now, not now, not now. Bang. Yeah, there we go, and, and then he shoots the tire, and he no, he shoots the guy driving, yeah, not the guy shooting at him, yeah. Which to me, it's like, well, what, what, where's the logic in that? Shoot well, no. the guy who's shooting back. Well, no, in GTA, I always take out the driver. Yeah, but the trouble because is then that everybody dies, or at least well, the car stops and you can get away. <laughs> but the thing is, though, if you take out the guy who's shooting at you, you're not being shot at anymore. You're not being shot at anymore, <laughs> yeah, and the true. driver will probably just drive off. Yeah. So yeah, that was weird. And then and then it was uh then my next note is a flash memory card in nineteen eighty oh no, hang on. <laughs> Cause this film is so badly made. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean it looks every inch uh, like a nineteen eighty seven straight to VHS action oh, movie. Absolutely. Uh, not helped by the fact that DVD is in four by three. Trailer in 16 by 9, though. I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. No, nor did I, but I just noticed it's in 16 by 9. Um, they get the memory stick. Mrs. Hulk plugs it into her ancient laptop. 
which yeah. was the height of technology in 1998. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you happen to see what the file was called? No. Secret file dot doc. Oh, brilliant. And I wrote, really? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't notice Secret that. Secret file. I was too, bu- I was too busy because every time Hulk Hogan walks into a scene, you just go, what is he wearing? <laughs> well, I, used to, I, was, <laughs> I was mostly distracted by his hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a bad wig. It's not even the right colour. No, because he's, he's always wearing like these high-waisted beige <laughs> slacks. Yeah. And he's like an action hero. Yeah. And then maybe like a black vest. Yeah. That's way too tight, <laughs> but doesn't show off any muscle definition, and he just looks like kind of like a fat middle-aged bloke on holiday in Spain. <laughs> and he's just like, you're not an action here, <laughs> you know. And it's like, you know, if you watch a movie now, if you if you go and watch like even like Expendables two or any of the new Universal Soldier movies or yeah. anything like that, where you've got. Stallone and Van Damme aging Lundgren they're heroes, all yeah. aging action heroes they've still made an effort yeah, and they still true. look the part I mean they're probably steroided off their eyeballs but they look <laughs> that, like this, they look the part like an action hero whereas this came in the era just slightly after Hogan was steroided off his eyeballs exactly you know it looks like you know he he could walk into any any kind of like place and just like go dos beers por favor and that's like <laughs> do you not know the Spanish word for, for no beer? exactly that's my point that's <laughs> okay. what he would say because that's his that's his one okay. line of Spanish he knows <laughs> that's what it just made me think of like you know oh Jesus like a middle aged white British guy in holiday in Malaga so they then go Cobra and Hulk then go or Hulk at least goes to no Cobra's left to guard daughter and soon to be Mrs Hulk yeah Hulk goes back to oh, yeah, bad the training house. facility. That's right. Discovers the um, moustache. With the really weird... They have to go through an underground... A, a door underground to somehow end up in a log cabin where you can clearly see daylight coming through the windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's in a forest clearing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, and in there is General Moustache. Yeah. Who admits to having sold them out. It's yeah. got to have been two days. How the hell is he still alive from that <laughs> shotgun wound? <I> know. <laughs> well, then once he's done that and discovered he's dead, well, he dies and he discovered he's dead, and then he goes to Bad Guy's house, which he very stealthily climbs into. Yes. Uh, and you, there's this great bit where he, he he goes up to a wall and you see lots of shots of close-ups of hands on the wall, yeah. and then you see him climb over the top, and then you see in a slightly wider shot that that wall is about five foot high. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's taken him like 45 seconds of close-up shots to climb this wall. Yeah. And he was just like, I, you know, I understand the point of, you know, trying to make it look like maybe it was a story high or something, but yeah, don't reveal in the wide shot that it wasn't that yeah. big. So he belts the bad guy and gets grabbed and tortured. That's right. And, and they seem to do the torturing on the set of Deadliest Warrior because there's loads of pigs hanging up yes. and different types of weapons hanging around. Yep. Oh, that's right. There's various experimental bullets they're going to use yeah, on him, right. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he escapes because he's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, in the meantime... Uh, Cobra is putting the moves on Hulk's daughter. Yeah, I put Cobra's smooth moves. Jesus Christ. I put, why is Cobra macking on Hulk's daughter? He's at least 15 years older than her. Also, their romance isn't built up in the slightest. He just jumps on this girl. <laughs> exactly. He just jumps on this girl who's already had one guy try to rape her in the last <laughs> I, half I an hour of the film. Yeah, it's weird. Everybody just wants to grab her. Um, yeah. And then the bad guys appear at Hulk Ranch. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Right, all of the henchmen, yeah. all of the henchmen are little fat grey-haired men. Yeah. Why are the henchmen so old? I don't know. And, and the thing is... And then it's topless Hulk to the rescue. Yeah, well, before the Cobra starts trying to fend them off with a sniper rifle. Yes, and get shot. But <laughs> fundamentally, okay, point of a sniper rifle, you pick a good position, mm-hmm. you wait, you get your shot, you take one shot, and that's all you need. You don't just go, ah, fuck, bang, 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 and just shoot blindly at people. It's not a very good sniper. No. However, it does lead, it does lead to the best bit of the film. Right. Hulk has arrived yeah. um, and delivered the line, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Yeah. Somebody actually wrote that line. Yeah. Um, and Cobra is now... he's. Uh, abandon his good sniping position for some reason 
He's down. He's he's at ground level. He's been shot in the arm and the leg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so and as he falls down, he grabs the mirror of the truck next to him to support right, yeah. himself, and it comes off, and he falls on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Leading to the best bit of the film, where a guy <laughs> he's laying on the ground, and a guy comes up and tries uh, and is going to finish him off, and yeah. he's laying on the ground with the sniper rifle laying on him, pointing backwards, and he uses the mirror to aim his shot and take out the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Only good thing in the whole. <laughs> right. That, yeah. That's that's the Annie Oakley shot. Yeah. Um, I summed up that entire thing in three sentences. Mm -hmm. Stunt double over the fence. Stunt double in a bush. (laughs) Man in bright yellow shirt wonders why he's been shot so much. (laughs) Because Cobra is standing there and he's literally got a day glow yellow shirt on. And it's like, you're supposed to be protecting these people and hiding with a sniper rifle. Blend in. Yeah. On the subject of clothing... During this final action sequence, Hulk Hogan appears to have changed his trousers. (laughs) His trousers change, but he doesn't put a shirt on. Perhaps he didn't want to get his beige slacks dirty. Maybe. He's suddenly suddenly wearing camo trousers towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's this weird little sequence plays out where the bad guys kidnap one woman and then she gets rescued. Yes. And while the good guys are talking about stuff... The other woman gets kidnapped, yeah. and then they go and rescue her. Yeah. So the bad guys kidnap the first woman again. It's, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. And then it gets to the point where everyone's walking away and kind of idly chit-chatting. I'm not uh, done yet. Oh, you not got that? No, oh, fine. Okay. No, we'll we have it. the line "fast and quick" or "slow and messy." I'm fast <laughs> and quick. The same thing. Yes. Um. So they do a thing with a bouncing what? A bouncing Betty. Hulk yeah, Hogan, bouncing Hogan, Betty. Yeah, Hogan's got his got his barn rigged yeah. with like plates, spring spring loaded plates in the ground. Yeah. Where if you step on one, something yeah. will bounce up and kill you. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a type of landmine. Yeah. So basically, a, a bouncing Betty. I think I might get this wrong. A bouncing Betty. If you stand on it, and when you stand off it, it, it jumps about three feet in the air yeah, and blows up. It, it jumps up. So basically, the the damage it does is uh, it's a bit like what they call a daisy cutter um mm. it the damage it does is phenomenal because the the explo- the explosion it doesn't get ab- yeah it doesn't get absorbed burst. by the ground yeah. yeah so the bad guy anyway we should explain that the the bad guy stands on one of those yeah um and hulk just leaves him standing on it yeah so then they all walk away chit-chatting yes my note being why is nobody getting the man with two bullet wounds to a hospital <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah go on um then a different bad guy shows up yeah. who was the shooter in the drive-by but, and yes. he's nicked a police car. Yes. Uh, and Mrs. Hulk just goes, oh, somebody called the police. And this <laughs> yeah, madman comes steaming round the corner. Yeah. For this, I've got uh, walk away and chit-chat. Then madman in cop car, tyre shoot, bam. Because <laughs> they, they shoot the tyre out and the car just crashes. And Well, no, the, the car crashes into the barn that's got the guy standing on the landmine. Yeah, that's right. And then that, setting the landmine off yeah. and everybody dies horrifically. Yeah, and there's a huge explosion, which yep. is probably much bigger than that. I mean, that landmine would... Because I think yeah. that's all about shrapnel. It's not about gigantic flame. Mm. And Hulk's amazing final quip is along the lines of, oh, looks like I'm going to have to rebuild that. Yeah. Yeah, just... amazing. What gets me was that the barn looked old and knackered anyway, and he's just supposed to have finished building it. Yeah. Um, then there's the final shot of the film, pretty much, yeah. I think, where they're all walking away. Mm. Everybody's kind of limping. No one can remember quite which foot they're supposed to be limping on, and no one knows who's holding who up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're kind of all kind of muddling along, yeah. and it's just brilliant. There's just no idea. I wrote shite but better than transmorphers they say, i would watch this again i would watch if i was given a choice of having to watch one of the two again i would pick this one yeah because this had the that factor that transmorphers didn't in that it was fun to watch even though it was bad mm. not i mean other things your are, definition of fun is quite malleable more, isn't it i think i think that was that was emphasized by trans transmorphers I might not have felt that way if I had watched this cold on its own. But it it certainly was more entertaining. It was more entertainingly bad than Transformers was. Transmorphers was. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Our message to all of you is don't watch either of these films. No, don't. Just really don't. <laughs> don't. No. And if you do watch one, <laughs> watch Ultimate Weapon. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe we're almost recommending the whole I, I know, movie. I know. Um, 
pitches. Yes. For next week. I don't have one, and for good reason. Yeah. I was away in Belgium uh, working. I got back yesterday, I think. Yeah, yesterday, after having got up at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah. And I got home, uh, came back, worked, home, tried to watch a film <laughs> yeah. to pitch, fell asleep about an hour in and just thought, fuck this, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I, I, I ran out of time to pitch anything. Yeah. So this is leading into what may become the new format of the show for a while. Yeah. Um, alternating pitches. Because we yeah. realized we're on episode 62. Mm-hmm. We have done... <laughs> 125 films must be near enough yeah um that's a lot of movies to get through yeah so we're thinking maybe for a little while at least we'll do yeah. alternating pitches so tom will pitch to me this week i'll pitch yeah. to him next week yeah and uh we'll, we'll work it that way maybe yeah uh, and i'm gonna pitch you a movie that i know quite well excellent uh, and also benefits from having a very uh light pitch because uh, of the sort of movie that it is. Okay. Uh, because I also didn't have time to watch one to pitch. Excellent. Um, our schedule has played hell with this. It has. Show. Yeah, and I think I think our workload is going to ramp up. So I think. And also the two movies we watched this week made me lose the, lose the world to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so why don't you go for it? Okay, fine. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pitch you again another movie that has been on my list from the absolute beginning. Okay. Um, and it's another Hitchcock movie. Excellent. Um, and it is going to be North by Northwest. Doubly excellent because I've owned a copy of this mm-hmm. for over 10 years yeah. and I've never got around to watching it. Well, you might not get to watch your copy because I might lend you the really spanking new Blu-ray that I got, Ooh. Okay. Um, which I don't have with me, but I can bring in. Okay. Um, this is. I can never decide if this is my favourite Hitchcock or not because... I love the, some of the others so much as well, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's certainly right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much of the same sort of thriller vein that Thirty Nine Steps was, which I really enjoyed. Which you really enjoyed. So, um, if you think of Thirty Nine Steps as sort of a stepping stone of Hitchcock, by the time you're getting to North by Northwest, he's really honing this okay. skill he's got, down. He's got it down. He's got yeah. It, yeah. So yeah, it's. It's a classic mistaken identity plotline. I'm not going to tell you anything other than that. Okay. Um, the only thing I know about it is the famous crop duster scene. Right, fine. That is the only part of this film I've ever seen. Okay, excellent. Uh, there, there is another really famous scene mm-hmm. that you, as soon as it oh, happens, you'll go, oh, of course, that's yeah. what this is from. Um, it stars Cary Grant and mm-hmm. Eva Marie Saint, uh, who are forced together under circumstances which you will discover. Um, and uh, a lot in Hitchcock movies. Exactly, yeah. And uh, James Mason is also in it, and mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, there's this film is fantastic. It's got all of the th- thriller element to it. It's got lots of humour in it. Um, Cary Grant is just as charming as you'd expect him to be, and very funny in places, but also kind of brings a bit of intensity to it in certain places. Um, it's interesting that Cary Grant was always the first choice for the character of Roger Thornhill. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Hitchcock was making Vertigo, he was just talking to James Stewart about the movie and James Stewart assumed that he was offering him the role. <laughs> and the more he heard about it, the more he wanted to do it. Right. And there are two conflicting stories. One says that Hitchcock basically turned around to him after Vertigo bombed and said, well, it's because you're too old, so I'm going to cast someone who looks younger, so I'm going to use Cary Grant, who's actually four years older than you. Right. Um, (laughs) So that's one story, which I'm not sure I believe. Mm. The one that sounds more true to me in Hitchcock's style is he just waited until James Stewart was busy, offered it to him, knowing that he couldn't do it, and then said, okay, I'll have to get Cary Grant instead. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, there's some interesting kind of stories and background to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I say, there's tons of famous bits in it that you'll recognise. Um and it's just really, really good. I think one of the uh, one of the things I really that I really kind of like about it is this the whole mistaken identity thing mm. and being accused of something you didn't do or wrongly accused of something. Yeah. Um, I think if I ever have nightmares, that's often one of them. Really, that if I I'm completely innocent of something, but someone thinks that, but and you can't prove that you didn't, mm. and it's it's that kind of frustration. Yeah. Anxiety, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Um, I, you know, I very rarely dream or have nightmares, so it's it's very uncommon. I very rarely dream I have nightmares. No, I very rarely dream or have. Nightmares. Oh, sorry, I said I very rarely dream I have nightmares. No. 
Um, Explains why you don't sleep very much. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, I, so I don't know if that's why this one is okay. something I particularly enjoy because it's it's resonant. You know, resonant. He's got. Yeah. He's got. It draws on those fears, if you mm-hmm. like. Um, so that's it, really. I cool. think you know. I think um, I probably. I'm probably going to watch it again before I give you the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make some notes on it and refresh my memory, but uh, you know, I, I, it, like I said, it's been one that I've been wanting to pitch you from the beginning, mm. and and I'm happy to pitch it blind without having seen it for excellent a year or whatever. Good, because uh, so, yeah. as I said, it's something I've wanted to see for uh, for yeah. since I bought it, and for, yeah. I don't know why I've never got round to it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things. Every time I I thought, oh, maybe I should pitch North by Northwest. I thought because it's one of my favourites, and I think I personally think it's one of his better ones. Mm-hmm. Is if I then pitch other ones, which I th- I think might not be quite as good, whether that will ruin mm. those. Do you know? So it's one that I've yeah, been, yeah. I've kind of wanted to build I think, to. I if think you like. at the right point because I think I've seen I've had enough of a Hitchcock primer. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah, seen, uh, and they've fairly well run the gamut. I think Rear Window I wasn't so bothered about. Yeah, but they've I got really the like ones we they've got better. Like uh, so, um, Rear Window, what do we do? Psycho, Lady Vanishes. Oh, Psycho might be my least favorite. Uh, Lady Vanishes, um, Rope, Rope. Uh, yeah, Rope and 39 Steps. 39 I, I steps. still undecided as to which of those are my favourites. Yeah, I but think... I did it, like both of those a lot. Yeah, and I and I suspect that Psycho's probably ruined by its cultural... I think I, sa- I, think I said on, on yeah. the show that, yeah, I've seen all the parodies. Yeah, exactly. See, I was really lucky with that because I compl- I think I might have said this on the show yeah. and we did it. I kind of... I managed to avoid all of that and I didn't know the twists going into it. I don't know how. It's yeah. just oh, fate, right. I guess. It's how it happens. Yeah. So. That's us. Yeah. We will be talking um, North by Northwest next week. Yeah. If you've seen it, and I assume at least one or two of you will have. Yeah. Uh, you can get in contact with us and send us your reviews on Twitter, at mm-hmm. HYS Podcast. On Facebook, as Trevor did with his uh, Sterling Reviews tra- Transmorphers yeah. today. That's fantastic. Uh, that's facebook.com slash podcast. The blog is haveyouseen.net, and the email uh, for said blog is podcast at haveyouseen.net. Yep. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new show posts. Uh, retweets on Twitter, again, especially of new show tweets. Mm. Reviews and rating on reviews and ratings on iTunes are very handy. They keep us visible on yep. the world's largest podcasting platform, yeah. which can't be a bad thing. Uh, and we love your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Yes. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. No thank you to any of the people involved in either of the films <laughs> we, uh, we reviewed this week. Yeah. Uh, thank you to RB Productions for the use of the podcast Submersible again. Uh, and to Alexi Marm for his technical expertise. Yeah. I have to say, I, I mean, I, lo- I love it when we come up with these ideas for challenges. <laughs> but I do regret them sometimes. <laughs> We'll find we'll find one that works yeah, at some point. Yeah, or we need to do a YouTube challenge. A YouTube challenge? Mm. Okay. Find a full length movie on YouTube. Oh boy. Oh boy. Because that way there's no excuse for our listeners not to watch it. That's encouraging piracy as well, really. Well, it depends on the movie, really, isn't it? Fair enough. Okay, we're off. Mm-hmm. Uh we shall see you next week with uh, North by Northwest. Goodbye. That was a bit abrupt. <laughs> <laughs>